Hello everyone. Welcome to my show, Curry Up Startup Podcast, a podcast to celebrate Asian entrepreneurs and bring to limelight interesting people that I meet in my life. This is your host Priyanka Komla. In our episode today, I have a very interesting and a fascinating guest. A materials design engineer, an intellectual property law advisor, a global strategist, the director of business technology solutions at the US Small Business Administration based out of the National Capital in Washington DC. Welcome to my show, Nagesh. Thank you, Pranka. It's uh, wonderful to be here today. Absolutely. And your work has been pretty fascinating to me because you've revolutionized the way the US Small Business Administration approaches entrepreneurs and this really helps spur a lot of innovation in the community. Now before I go into more of your work at SBA, I would love to hear more about you. How do you see yourself? I see myself as a uh, the rebel who did not listen to his mom and dad one bit growing up. That's how I see myself. I I get called the ABCD, right? The American born confused desi. And uh it it was funny recently I had a little bit of an epiphany. I, I was uh watching a movie, the latest Godzilla movie. I'm a I'm a sci- science fiction comic book nerd. During my watching of the movie, it like hit me. It hit me right at the top of my head. I just like, I was like, why do I keep on pursuing career paths that would satisfy, you know, the Asian American household, right? The parents. Like, why am I picking like opportunities that like would make my mom and dad go, oh, I'm proud. I'm proud he's doing this. It's, you know, and, and it hit me. I said, I think I know down the road what I would aspire to be. And I came home and I told my wife, I was like, I think I know down the road where the trajectory where I want to be 10, 15 years from now. And she was like, well, well, where, what, what do you, what's your dream job? And I said, I would love to be like the CIO or CTO for like a company like Marvel Entertainment or for Yum Brands or Domino's Pizza, something like that. And my wife just kind of chuckled and she said, that's awesome. Yeah, totally. The Indian parents have, have kind of beaten into our, our heads, I think, and, and for good reason, understanding where they came from, uh, that, you know, the path to success was medical doctor. Right. And then if it wasn't medical doctor, PhD engineering professor. And if it wasn't that, then uh, maybe an MBA. And then if not that, then okay, okay, maybe a law, law degree. All right. You know, it just kind of went down this hierarchy. <laughs> and, and I just, I've always said to myself, there's a lot more to life than, than medicine or law or business. You know, there's a lot of really cool opportunities and projects out there. And I, I think what's driven me an awful lot was my, it, innate curiosity to explore and learn new things. That's very amazing to hear from you, Nagesh, because as you know, uh, you know, having Asian parents, you're always siloed into a certain way in which your career needs to shape up. Yep. And, you know, personally, that that's helped me as well, because I'm an engineer turned uh, management professional. And now I'm trying to figure out what next I want to do in my life as well. Uh, but I, I really agree with the fact that their, their foresight is really helpful. So we have a a stable career, and then we can start looking at, hey, let me find something that really piques my interest. So how, how do your parents look at you now? Uh, I'm quite sure you're fulfilling their ambitions of being an engineer as well. Well, you know, they still look at me kind of like with a puzzled eye. My sisters have come out well, and they're all successful in their career paths. You know, one's a physician and married to a physician. The other is a research engineer, you know, PhD, married to a research engineer, PhD. And 
the, uh, the other one is, you know, a software engineer married to a software engineer, both in Silicon Valley, you know, they did well. You know, my parents saw that and, and, and that barometer of success has always been like in the, in the Indian family and in the community, as you know, the one thing I think in most Indian families in general, like if you asked for a pair of Nikes, it was like, yeah, maybe a TV or video game. Yeah, maybe. But if it was school or education, yes, absolutely. Here's the money. Go do it. Spend all the money you have to do for that education. And and I think it, it was that pragmatic, practical matter that we, we saw. And, and and part of that is the, the, the laborious path that an immigrant entrepreneur or immigrant family has to take uh, to undergo, especially for, for immigrant families coming from the subcontinent when they came to America, whether India, you know, it, it was a hard path to make it to America. And so they got this like formula formula for success they said this is what it takes to be successful and and don't veer off that path because that's the path we did to get here to america to provide you these opportunities and i think that's been great at a foundational level and what's important for us as kids growing up in the in that dual cultural household is to be able to push back and say yes that is the foundation and yes that's the stable path but there's a lot more to life than that and being able to build off that foundation and build you know, the, the branches around that ecosystem is what will make it a more fascinating and well-lived life, especially for the family. And that varied perspective really helps because somebody needs to break the ice and set different benchmarks and prove that you can be equally successful following a, a different career path as well. And I'm so glad you've done it very well, Nagesh, when you look back. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. And, and it took a lot of risk. It took a lot of risk taking um, uh, calculated bets. Um, I went to school at night. I, I, you know, I think my parents realized I, what I was up to, you know, during my first tenure of federal service, for example, from 2004 to 2011, um, I went to, I worked as patent examiner by day. My dad didn't understand why I was doing all that. And then I went to school at night and got my MBA at night. And I I remember at the time, my dad was like, oh, no, 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 go full-time, full-time. I applied to some of the full-time programs like MIT and Harvard. And I applied to some of the part-time programs like University of Maryland, College Park, and Georgetown. And I got a great deal at College Park, Maryland. And my dad was like, well, why are you going to that one? You know, there are other great schools. And I go, yeah, but one, College Park's a great school. And two, part-time, believe me, dad, watch. And this was in summer of 2008. Come fall 2008, the recession hits and a lot of people are out of jobs, right? Yeah, it's a good thing you kept your job and you're going to school parts, you know, and it's kind of like those calculated risks that you take, you know, you start to win that perseverance and and realize that you learn to trust your gut more and you learn to realize like you you can figure things out on your own. And, And in fact, I think a good problem solver is someone who can go and figure out problems on their own without anyone telling them how to solve it. Interesting to see how the concept works here in the U.S., Nagesh. You know, I'm a first generation immigrant. And for us back at home in India, when you're growing up, education is the sole focus. You know, parents provide you everything. And over here, there's always the dignity of labor where you work part time and go to school at the same time. You do a lot of odd jobs and it feels like it's all still doable at the end of the day. Right. You don't have to just, you know focus on one thing, you can do a lot of other things successfully at the same time. Yes, you can. And and the most important thing to do is to, to plan and execute. And I'm a big fan of multitasking and, and working on multiple projects. It, it keeps life interesting. It keeps the brain exercising really well because you're going to get bored with one project at one point, or you're going to get stuck. You're going to get tunnel vision. And so being able to turn your brain off on one effort and 
move work towards another effort or two helps kind of uh, one enable enable some cross pollination, but two just keep your mind fresh and thinking and and not allow yourself to continue that tunnel vision forward. Right. And I think that's a perfect segue to learn more about your work at the U.S. Small Business Administration. You talked about your risk-taking ability. You work with a lot of entrepreneurs as part of your career. So how do you really gauge the startup ideas or the innovative ideas that entrepreneurs bring to you? Because one thing that I was really amazed with was how you have helped fund almost 187 startup accelerator programs and you've in bringing new small businesses into the to the city with over 5000 new businesses tell us a little bit more about how this magic happens yeah so that was that's in respect to the work i did to help st- stand up the growth accelerator fund competition and that was related to some of my previous work i did at sba so you know i've been at the agency for almost 7 years now i've uh, you know started off working on issues around the small business innovation research program and then helped uh, co-create and co-develop the Growth Accelerator Fund competition. Now I do IT management. I, I did a, about a year and a half ago a career switch just because I, I needed something different and I wanted to work on some interesting digital pro- projects for the agency because I, I think they, we needed it sorely and I, it was a good opportunity and a promotion. But going to your question about the Growth Accelerator Fund competition, you know, for us, that was the, the notion that there are a lot of cool multi-collaborative organizations out there working in developing their innovation ecosystems and they just need someone to help validate their idea and, and give them a little bit of a leg up. I think one of my favorite moments was when I was talking to the accelerator out of Cincinnati, uh, Mortar, and they, they looked at me and said, you know, Nagish, you know, for some accelerators, this is a drop in the bucket with the $50,000 prize money for other accelerators. It's a, it's a lifeline for us, for us and many others. It's a step stool. It's a step stool and a validation. We don't need the money, but having that money helps us be able to take some calculated risks and do some operational plays that we may not have been able to do otherwise. And more importantly, it gives us that step stool uh, capability to, to step up and say, hey, look, you know, the, the U.S. federal government thinks we're doing something really cool here. Uh, take a look at what we're doing because they're willing to take a bet on us. Maybe you should, too. And. And we, we, we refer to it as the seal of the golden eagle. And I, and I think that's really important when you're starting to cultivate public-private partnerships that, that, that everyone who's part of that partnership plays a role. And with these accelerators cultivating the innovation ecosystems across the country, uh, you know, the 187, 187 of them, some succeeded great, well, very well, some did not. And to be honest, that's okay. Because the ones that don't succeed there are lessons to be learned and the lessons right. learned are what fuel them to, you know, go back to the grindstone and figure out how to start a new accelerator effort or new set of innovation projects to help grow the community forward. Failing fast really helps. And it's a great learning experience when you have innovative ideas, right? Things just don't happen overnight. No, they don't. And I think that's one of the biggest things people need to remember is, is that you have to be patient. Um, you know, I've always looked at, Projects I worked on over a five to seven year horizon, the North Star over the next five to seven years, and and we all have to commit to it. And and people may not be here throughout the entire journey, and that's okay. But if we all believe that's the vision of where we want to be down the road and where we want to see these efforts down the road, then let's play our role and part in helping make sure it stands up and, and works out well. Nagesh, I'm really curious. What inspires you? What keeps you going personally? Pizza and cherry coke. That's it? <laughs> 
Uh, it, it literally, it's just because if it's a cool, fun project, then it gets me to noodle my brain more and, 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 uh, work on something fun. Uh, that's what motivates me. Um, uh, I'm not. That's pretty cool. So I have a fun round to play with you. It's called the rapid fire round. Are you ready for it? Sure. So I'll give you a word and you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind or maybe the first couple of things. All right. Okay. What's your favorite book? Oh, uh, The Power of One. Work-life integration. If you're not having fun, it's not worth it. Entrepreneurship. It's high highs and low lows when it comes to entrepreneurship. And I see a lot of people who go and talk a good game about entrepreneurship, but they forget that for all the success that's out there, there's a lot of failures too. And it's not, it's not an easy road. It's a super rough road. There are times where I see entrepreneurs out there and I'm kind of like, Man, I, I because I failed. I did some entrepreneurship stuff where, where I failed miserably. So I was like, you know, trying to sell it as like this lifestyle. I was like, it's more than a lifestyle. It's it's you got to be committed to it. That's very true. And uh, but I think it's it's worth the reward at the end of the day. I think entrepreneurship is worth the fight if you've got a good team around you. If you do not have a good team around you, it gets lonely. Three fun things about you. I mean, I like to cook. I've got a massive action figure collection at my office including a diorama that shows the avengers endgame infinity war kind of setup and star wars rogue one and a new hope kind of setup i think the other thing is is that i'm married to a really awesome woman that's amazing to hear it's always nice to have a very supporting partner in your life and i'm so glad to hear yeah she's She's really cool, and, and actually, I'm really proud of her because she just started a new job as the director for a co-sharing workspace and a art gallery uh, studio. Wow. Congratulations to her on behalf of all of yeah, us. Thank uh, you. I'm quite sure she should be listening to this podcast when it's out. So we've come to the, the last section of our podcast show, Toot the Horn. In one word, how would you describe yourself in your native language for our listeners? Tenacious. And why? Because I'm not a quitter. I like to get the job done and when I, and honor my commitments. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Nagesh. That was uh, a very inspiring talk. And we learned a lot from you about entrepreneurship, risk-taking abilities, and you know, breaking the, uh, the preset notions that you have to be in a certain way in order to be successful in our life. Any parting thoughts to our listeners and about the show? Key point I want to remind folks is that on behalf of the U.S. Small Business Administration, we're here to help. We're here to help start to help you sca- start, scale up, and grow your small business and, and, and startup. I think it's a fabulous resource that's free from your American government. You pay taxpayer dollars, and here's an agency that is designed to exist to help you start, grow, and scale. Take advantage of that and think about the resources you tap into and how you utilize them appropriately and effectively. It's a tool in the toolkit. So just always remember there's a toolkit. Use the right tools as you build your future forward. Thank you, Nagesh, for that interesting reminder to our people out there who are interested in pursuing the entrepreneurship path. There are a lot of resources out there and people like Nagesh who are willing to be of help to see you succeed. And again, we look forward to joining you guys in another episode with another fascinating guest. Thank you.